listeners, more big news. Wait, wait, I, I don't need Max coming in here and lecturing me. I'm Agnes Drew. This is Mercury, a broadcast of Hope, and today is day 446 since we came back on the air. Okay, now with that out of the way, listeners, I had the most amazing experience yesterday. Amazing and, and terrifying, but mostly amazing. Okay, so as we reported a few days ago, there have been some zoo animals that have been wandering around the area lately. We think they're from the Wonderland Zoo, which is a bit of a hike from here, but that's why I'm on the broadcast by myself today. Um, Max and Dr. Clark can take the day to go out there. Most of what we've seen has been exotic, but harmless. An elephant, a giraffe, a peacock, that kind of thing. I could have sworn I saw a toucan flying overhead the other day, but Max said it was just a raven with something in its beak. I still think it was a toucan, though. But that's only most of what we've seen. There was a snake in the grass that we hadn't seen before and weren't sure what it was, although none of us are snake experts, so it could be a local species, but we kept our distance just in case it was venomous no matter where it was from. And then there was yesterday. So, listeners, let me set the scene for you. It's early morning, just after we'd finished yesterday's broadcast, and I was out looking around for anything that might have any nutritional value. Some shrubs have berries, and I was going to drop in on Mint's community garden that she tends and rations out of it, and I I was near a little bit of woods. We don't normally go in there because the trees are kind of dense and we don't want to run into zombies. And besides, there's nothing edible in there. So I'm passing by the woods, keeping a safe distance, when I hear a rustle. I look over, but more in an instinctual sort of way, not because I was expecting anything dangerous. It's just one of those things humans evolved to do. You hear a noise, you turn towards it to assess the situation and determine if there's danger. At first, I didn't see anything, so I assumed it was a squirrel. And sure enough, a second later, a squirrel came running out of the woods and scampered up a nearby tree. I kept going, but then I heard another rustle, and I looked. And that's when I saw it. Before I tell you what it was, listeners, I want to talk to you a little bit about camouflage and what an amazing thing human vision is. People think of camouflage as just clever hiding, but it's so much more than that. The animal has to know, either through experience or being taught by its parents, what counts as camouflage. It might be color or texture or pattern or any of a number of things. And some animals are lucky enough to be able to change those things. Think about octopuses or chameleons. They can camouflage lots of places. But most animals have a certain area or habitat where they blend in. And even then, you have to hold really still and Little things can give you away because prey species are evolving in the opposite direction. Don't interpret that movement, that shadow, or that glint of light the right way, and your lunch. What gave away one of the most beautiful and terrifying experiences of my life was a small glint of light and a shadow. The gleam had been there, but I didn't notice it until the animal blinked. 
Dr. Clark says that's called occulting, when light is blocked by an object temporarily, and that astronomers use occulting to find out information about asteroids in the far reaches of the solar system when they pass in front of even more distant stars. At any rate, it was one of those situations where I didn't realize something was there until it wasn't. And then it drew my attention, and my eyes focused, and I saw it. A lynx. It was watching me from the edge of the tree line, and it was hard to see even after I saw it. The outline of its body was obscured by the thick fur and the trees, and it was so still. I stared at it, not really believing it was real, and I so wanted to crouch down and call, Here, kitty, kitty! I mean, they're so cute and fuzzy, and I just wanted to snuggle it! But then I realized I was being hunted. I'm sure it's been getting along on rabbits and stuff so far, but if it hadn't caught one in a while... Well, desperation does strange things to animals. It does strange things to humans, too. But we've done a good job of pulling together to make people less desperate, at least so far. I kept looking at it, not sure what to do. It was clearly looking back at me, and I found myself wondering if lynx are pack hunters or if they hunt alone. Dr. Clark has since assured me that lynx are solitary and that I was lucky. If it had been a wolf, I might have been in serious trouble because the rest of the pack would have been sneaking up on me. And then it turned and left. I guess since I saw it and it couldn't sneak up on me, it decided I wasn't worth the trouble or the fight. It was the first time I'd really been afraid for my life in a while. I mean, the zombies are still out there and are still dangerous, but they've become kind of part of the landscape. A known danger. This was an unknown danger, and it was terrifying and thrilling at the same time. Listeners, be careful out there, especially now. We hope to have more answers soon, but in the meantime, try to also appreciate the beauty. The zombies are corrupt and befouled, but these zoo animals have been a part of this world for longer than we have in many cases. They belong here in ways that the zombies don't. Try to enjoy them at the same time you're watching your back. I've run long, so I need to go now. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Agnes Drew. Take care of each other.